live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness, how does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who was not a part of that huge live event in Call of Duty this past week, me. James Campbell. Do you feel left out? Do you have uh, FOMO, as they would say? You know what? I did a little bit at the beginning, but I went back and I watched <laughs> somebody who streamed it. And I was like, okay, I didn't miss out on much. It was essentially like a a playable commercial yeah. is what it ultimately became. Oh. Like I thought it was going to be like oh. a big, weird, like Fortnite, like a community event. And you're watching the missile launch or watching no. the crack in the, the sky. But it was really just a play mode where you could unlock a couple of blueprints for some fancy guns. And then a commercial that says, welcome to Call of Duty Cold War. Cool. We will take your pre-order money now. Yeah, please give us your card information. All right, the battle between Apple and Fortnite is still going on in the courtroom, and we'll have an update on the latest in the Apple v. Fortnite court drama coming up in just a bit, because Gamescom, one of the biggest gaming trade shows of the year, held a virtual live stream over the past week, dropping some big game announcements. What big game announcements did Gamescom unveil? That's where we're going to start. Gamescom, one of the biggest video game trade shows of the year, is usually held in Germany. But due to COVID-19, they had to have it virtually, and that went down over the past week, dropping some big gaming announcements. Robbie, what did we see from the Gamescom? Well, first of all, like you said, this is uh, one of the big three alongside E3 and the Tokyo Game Show. So uh, after this, I mean, you know, looking ahead for the rest of the year, any other big announcements that we get are going to have to come specifically from the developers themselves, whether that's Sony putting out their own announcement or Microsoft sort of doing their own thing. And I think a lot of people were hoping that we'd finally get stuff like, you know, the reveal of what What's the price going to be for the next gen? You know, when's the actual date going to be? But unfortunately, it was still just just more trailers, which, I mean, I don't want to downplay that. There was still a lot of great stuff, and that's what we're going to go through here today with some sort of some of the highlight ones, the ones that really sort of grabbed my attention. And where I'm going to start is with uh, <laughs> the game that I wish they probably would have at least titled a little bit better, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Cold War. Dude, did you see? Okay, so in, How many titles going to give that Right one? in the trailer of it, they have... Ronald Reagan, yeah, yeah, which is the meme picture that I saw go everywhere out of nowhere. Uh, is it gonna? Do you think it's gonna be any good? Because like they're returning to four v four, which is a thing that the professionals in the yep. CDL have been complaining about for years and years and years. But do you think that like casual players, like the three of us here, is this a move that we like? I've I've never personally been all that involved in the multiplayer version of Call of Duty. I know that's where a lot of people sort of got their start and where a lot of oh, people yeah. gravitate to, but I was actually more, you know, again, for me, it's always about the narrative and the story. For me, it was always the campaign, and what's actually really cool about this is a lot of the changes that they're making, they're making to the campaign as well, the single player version of it, Nice. and they remind me a lot of the stuff that you'd hear from RPGs. So, for example, you get to customize your own, like, main character oh, to be really? able to play in it, okay. and there's also going to be certain points where you as the player get to decide what to do next. What's the decision I make? What's the path that I take that'll change the way the game plays and can also lead to multiple endings for the game as well? Oh, very interesting. Well, I'll I'll tell you this right now. So uh, Black Ops, I think the first one, that's like one of the main like campaigns I've actually played in Call of Duty. I honestly, I think I played that campaign more than I played that like, has like the, the big sort of psychological plot twist. Halfway yeah, through, like right? I thought yeah. it was cool because you're like a like a you're an operative like in mm-hmm. Cuba, like you, you're doing all this stuff behind the scenes. It's, it's more like blockbuster. Yeah, like and, I felt like, like I was a star like, in my yeah. own little yeah, yeah, yeah. spy movie. Mm-hmm. So if it's anything like the the first one, I'm excited to check out uh, the Black Ops Two. 
Might I also add that, uh, you know, they also gave away awards. They didn't just show demos of different things. Oh, everything. okay. The awards were so dumb because all the people winning the awards are <laughs> games that aren't even out yet. Yeah, like, so winners of uh, the best of Gamescom, Cyberpunk 2077, still not out. They haven't even played it yet. Uh, best action adventure game, Watch Dogs Legion. To see, and, uh, and this right here, this is the reason why so many people question whether game awards are legitimate or not because the games aren't even out. Yes, and they like the best sports. So Gamescom's awards, not legitimate. Best sports game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Again, no. how do you play it yet? It doesn't yes. matter. How Here, do you know it's good? Here's another one that actually, it was on my radar, but now it's really jumped in there. Like there's, the hype winners. There, there's this game called 12 Minutes. And again, Ooh, it, it's, good. it's story driven. And the idea is that this couple keeps reliving these 12 minutes over and over and over so again. Like a Spike, G, uh, Spike, uh, Spike Lee joint. Yeah, kind of. And, and you get to help like decide what they do and how they live through it. But the reason that it jumped back up onto my radar, there's three characters characters in it in their voice by James McAvoy Daisy or, or, or yeah Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley and Willem Dafoe is the narrator wow that's yeah. a big name uh, voice talent well, I mean, there crazy think, think about like even five maybe eight years ago you're you're like yo we're gonna get three of the largest Hollywood actors to do this small scale video game and this everything. indie game essentially yeah, yeah they're like what are you talking about that would never happen but now in today's age like that's what mm-hmm. they know that they those names alone and it helps bring people in to play the game. Yes, check it out. Like, I'm interested now more yep. so in this 12 minutes game. Now that you said those three people are involved, exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what is this 12 minutes all about? Yep. And then finally, I think one of the other sort of big headlining lining, uh, names here that everyone is just you know going crazy over, even though nothing was really announced, is they gave like a little sort of sneak peek behind the scenes, you know, in development look at the next Dragon Age game, which I'm having a real tough time getting excited about dragon age is is bioware's like big fantasy title right it's, it's like a huge like very time consuming yes. like RPG, yeah. right it's, it's okay. like a skyrim it's basically you know uh, the bioware is most famous for the fantasy version which is dragon age and then the space version which is mass effect mass effect okay and it's just knowing a lot of the stuff that's been going on behind the scenes at bioware since they've been absorbed by ea a lot of the crunch that's been going on the way they treat the developers dragon age 4 has actually been scrapped and then restarted I think at least two times oh, wow. in development, and and there's just there's th- th- this whole sort of toxic culture in the development where where when there's problems happening or when they can't solve things, the upper management will be like, well, don't worry, the last minute Bioware magic, I'm sure you guys will get it done, and it's just uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm I know a lot of people are excited about it, I'm kind of on the fence as a result of that, uh, but but we'll wait till we see more because this was basically just showing like art and behind the scenes stuff, like it's happening, guys. So real quick, because we're gonna wrap this up, a game you're excited about coming out that you saw at Gamescom? You know, I can't. I can't believe this is the one that I'm most excited about, but Call of Duty. Call of Duty, wow. Yeah, Call that's of a Duty. Shock. What about you, Weird Beard? Uh, they had one on there, the Jurassic Park Evolution. Yes, because that's cool. It, lo- it looks cool. Will it be cool? Probably not. It's not, not even a new game. It's just coming to Switch exactly. now. Oh, it's yeah. not even a new game. It's I, not. I remember in like junior high, yeah. I played like a Dino Park Tycoon game. I was like, oh, this is like Dino Park Tycoon. I yeah, want to check that's that out. A, that's what this is, essentially. Yeah. I'm excited about that, and I'm also excited about The Sims with the Star Wars spin. Yes. So, we'll talk more about uh, what games you're most excited about in the next hour when we check in with our social media followers and gamescom wasn't the only event making announcements this past week nintendo dropped some huge news as well we'll tell you all about that in just a moment because now it's time for this time is up oh my god checkpoint xp's close shave watch it at checkpointxp.com our close shave of the week is coming from esl cologne that happened over the weekend 
Now, the largest Counter-Strike Global Offensive Tournament of the year. Normally, it would take place in Cologne, Germany, but this year it was held online and split up between the different regions. In the North American tournament, Evil Geniuses eventually pulled out the win over Team Liquid, but not before being sent to overtime in a clutch round on Nuke. They're moving up onto the rafters, but they never see oh, it. No. They don't know. And so he gets that kill for free. There's the trade from Twists coming out from Decon. Giving Team Liquid a fighting chance, but they need more than a fighting chance. They need a hero. And Twist, he just might be that man. He's put it back into a doable situation. Bomb now down, and the script has been flipped. Grim nailing another. Overtime on the cards. Ethan and Stan up against it. This was looking like an EG round, dead to rights. It was four on five for Liquid. They've fought long, and they've fought hard, and they're looking to take us to OT. They lose Grim. Twist holds down the ramp, and it falls to Naf, but he nails the shot and we're taking this first map to overtime. Congrats to Evil Geniuses for walking away with that 65k for winning and hopefully they're able to spend some of that on haircuts for the guys on the team. I guess uh, they got some pandemic hair the, uh, the casters kept teasing them about. Now remember, if you ever miss a close shave of the week, you can find them over at CheckpointXP.com Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're just talking about some of the big gaming announcements we saw from the Gamescom live stream. Gamescom weren't the only people dropping big news. Nintendo had some pretty big, huge news to share as well. Is that right, Weird Beard? It, they did. Like the... It- well, sort of. It was actually reported by Bloomberg. Oh, Bloomberg. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so none of this is official, but this has been floating around for a so year like, now. Yeah. Big rumors? Like, big rumors? Mm-hmm. Okay. But here's the here's the thing with Nintendo. Where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Only because what, like Nintendo makes progressive steps. It's not like they just decide one day and they're going to do it the next. So it's like eventually it's building. So now we're starting to see that they may be releasing a new upgraded version of the Switch. Oh, man, I just got my Switch, too. The Switch Pro. Switch yeah. Pro. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm a Switch amateur. You are. Oh, let me, let you me say. Are, unfortunately. So they already have the Switch light out, which is essentially like a Switch designed for your kids because it's cheaper. It has fewer abilities. Uh, you know, like it's not as great quality. But the Switch Pro is going to go farther to the pro because it has like supposedly 4k resolution in it i don't okay. know why you'd need to ever well, you would only be utilizing that on the tv anyway you want yes. to see all the blemishes uh, your characters um, have an animal crossing up- upgraded you know computing power and graphics into it you know for example stuff like that there'd probably be you know more rumbling technology in it and stuff like that bigger storage and memory but but it's all again like we've gone over this when discussing ps5 and xbox the next xbox and everything the spec stuff is nerd stuff no Nobody really truly all you cares. have to look all they have to do is drop that it's a switch pro and people will be excited yes. about it. but they're not the only ones Xbox and Microsoft seem to be in a little bit of trouble as well Uh-oh. apparently although how do you do behind uh, 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 the next halo being uh, delayed there's actually a little bit more to it it's not just about oh, you know fixing some up some rough edges yeah apparently uh, Microsoft has appointed a halo veteran uh, to get infinite back on track. Uh, that sounds bad. Yeah, Joseph Staten, one of the main writers on the earlier Halo games at Bungie, and is currently at work with a different project at Microsoft. They brought him in alongside one more senior leader uh, to provide more expertise on the project. So it seems like there's uh, either there's stuff that, that, that maybe isn't testing so well with focus groups that now they want to try and redo, or the project's a lot further behind than what was in, uh, originally anticipated. And the fact that this was originally supposed to launch in two months, they have to bring somebody back in to get it back on track? That is not sounding good for Microsoft. 
Yeah. I guess we'll have to sit tight and find out once Halo actually uh, gets released. Now, a brand new video game documentary has been blowing up on Netflix watch lists, and most of the Checkpoint XP crew had seen some of it, if not all of it. We're going to let you know if this new series is worth checking out in just a bit, because ahead next, Apple v. Fortnite is a battle that has been being waged in the courts. What new details have emerged? And will we ever get to play Fortnite on an Apple device ever again? We'll let you know next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness! Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard, and the man who got his revenge during last week's Checkpoint XP game, Mr. Robbie Landis. Look, it's it's not even about revenge, all right? Weird Beard came up in the show a few weeks ago with an impossible game that Absolutely. was designed to make he me lose. He was like lose. our game genie, so we could dethrone the champ. It's, it's, it's not proper. It's not right, all right? That was not a real win. So I just gave you guys a taste of your own medicine, just trying to, you know, level the playing fields. I wasn't about it for revenge. I'm just happy that we can now get back to nice, fair games where everyone has an even shot. I just want to buy Robbie a cape. Like, he's an evil mastermind he is, now. He's yes. just like, throw the cape. You gotta, gotta teach him to laugh. Like, oh. You don't think I got a Joker <laughs> laugh? I got one. As we record this episode of Checkpoint XP, it is the first week of September, and the next-gen consoles are looking to be released in the next couple months, yet... There is still no information on exactly when the PS5 or the Xbox Series X are hitting stores, or for how much. And I even got an email from Sony soliciting a reservation for a PS5 that gave literally no info. But people were able to to like re- basically reserve a reservation for pre-orders, yes. which to me is mind-boggling that they're like, all right, we can't tell you how much it is or when you're going to get it, but we still want you to put down some money yeah, on top crazy. of the fact that they said, look, supply is limited, mm-hmm. but also COVID-19 is not going to impact the supply that we're putting out. I, I feel like there are... There's a couple mixed messages There's there. all sorts of mixed messages yeah. here, but what I wanted to talk about is is at this point, I feel like we've, we, we, we have all the info we're going to have, right? Like, if you're if you're waiting on more info to decide whether or not you're going to buy a next-gen console, you're missing out on it. This, this right? is literally like political election. Right. At this point, people know what they're going to so, do. So, I wanted to go around the room here. I want to know where are you leaning, right? Which one are you going to buy? Or if you're not, why aren't you? And how long are you going to wait? Start with Weird Beard, all right? And and look, Nintendo technically is even kind of on this ballot as like a third party now that that, that a, a, a Switch Pro might be coming Which out. Which console will Nintendo yeah. be pulling the votes away from? So, <laughs> so Weird Beard, where are you sitting? Series X, PlayStation, or are you waiting? I mean, we're we're obvious. I, I PlayStation's the choice to make here. I think it's just like take all emotion out of it. Just going lineups alone, you win. Specs alone, PS Five wins. The overall user experience, PS5 wins. Am I buying it launch day? Hell no. Am I buying it probably this year? Hell no. Oh, but so how long are you waiting? Spring, maybe. He's waiting until they knock the price down. Oh, you know, yes, that first that's price pr- knockdown. I'm, price I'm sca- knockdown or like a title that you can only get on the PlayStation. Price. Price is scary to me. If they still have not come, like if that was a thing that they knew that they could win on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and it wasn't outrageous, yeah. I feel like they would have said it by now. That, right. But that's oh, just, a good, okay. that's just that's me. That's a valid point, like, sure. But, but I, who honestly, knows if they launch it and they go, yo, 
Four ninety nine. I think that they know whatever price they put it at, people are going to buy it. The yes. only reason I think they're waiting for price is I think they really want to stick it to Microsoft and truly kill the Microsoft console by undercutting them. James, where are you going? Xbox or PlayStation? So I'm typically an Xbox boy, man. I've been an Xbox player for years. Like Halo 3 on the Xbox mm-hmm. 360 is what got already, me back into gaming. I can already hear it in your voice. Yeah, But you guys have pretty much <laughs> sold me on the PS5. It makes it makes more sense if Xbox and Microsoft well, and, and you have an Xbox One. Is yeah, that I have correct? an Xbox One. So yeah. anything that you want to play, you can play on the Xbox One yeah. or your PC. Exactly. So literally, there's no need for me to shell out any money for the Xbox. But the PlayStation, it has my interest. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely more in the PlayStation camp. Am I getting it pre pre day or the first day? No. Now, if we talk about something like, should we pre-order it for the show so we can get our hands on it first? That's something we can discuss <laughs> off mic, you know, and see about doing that. Uh-huh. But otherwise, no, there's nothing for me on the on the very first day. All is, right. is there anything that could win you back to, to the Microsoft camp right now? Uh, anything. You get to name... Some in, sort of a crazy exclusive Star Wars you know, VR only, experience. Uh, that's only you know? on the console itself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, well, you, Robbie. You guys are lucky that I'm here so that we don't look like a bunch of amateurs. I will be buying a PlayStation 5 day of... Um, I already dropped 2K on a brand new PC, so why not put oh, myself right. further in debt? Look at the Wait. big wallets over here on Moneybags. How much is Robbie getting paid compared That's to what I think we need, we need to get talk to our agents here. That is something we will yeah. not be talking about on air or off air. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, and, and here's the thing. Show I, us the contract, Robbie. I actually, I actually can't admit, too, that I don't know right now that there is a, a need to buy day one if you have a PC. Like, if you're going to get into Cyberpunk 2077, which comes out in November, and the PS5 is likely dropping in November, you should be playing that on a PlayStation 5. I'll be getting it on PC myself. Um, but it, it, it's weird. I can already see that I know that when I get that, there's probably not a whole lot I'm going to be playing on it unless those games get free upgrades, like Avengers. I'm not sure if Avengers is going to get a free upgrade to the PS5 or not. I believe it is, yes. Cool. Then I'll be playing that on there. But I actually don't think launch title-wise... There's anything that says you have to get a PlayStation 5 day of. I don't think launch titles mean anything anymore. Like, Well, because there aren't any. Yeah. Everyone everyone now, it's all about like when a new gen launches, those games are on both the previous gen and the next gen. All right, we've been talking about the court cases between Apple and Fortnite creators Epic Games for the past few weeks. We'll get you updated. We'll get you updated on the court ruling in Apple v Fortnite in just a moment cuz now it's time for this. From the high highs, an absolute monster, to the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. We'll get things started with our Nailed It this week. TSM is a team known for being loud and brash, and especially so since they entered into the world of Valorant. It's been known for a while now that TSM and Sentinels were the teams to beat in the Valorant scene, with each of the teams accounting for 65% of the grand finals in tournaments of North American play so far. That's a lot of rematches. So, before the Pop Flash Invitational this weekend, TSM put out this teaser video asking for a rematch with Sentinels. Two teams that absolutely hate each other, and the fans love it. I'm talking about TSM and Sentinels. TSM. You see, both teams have laid their claims to be crowned at the top of NA. Both have Ignition Series championships. Both have defeated every other challenger that lays in their way. And both are all the talk in Twitch chats and esports talk shows everywhere. However, they ended up losing in the first round to Dignitas, a newly formed team, and didn't even advance in the loser's bracket at all. 
This nailed it goes out to Dignitas for shutting down the trash-talking TSM team before they even had a chance to take on the eventual champions, Sentinels. Way to go, Dignitas. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We've been following the court case between Apple and Fortnite creators Epic Games for a few weeks now and finally have some info on the ruling. Robbie. Will I ever be able to play Fortnite on my iPhone again? Oh, I wouldn't hold your breath. So, to give you just a little background, just kind of catch everyone up on it. What happened was, is that Epic decided they were going to take on Apple, who basically has... It's all but being said a monopoly when it comes to the App Store, right? Yeah. Anything that's in the App Store, Apple gets a 30% cut. So Epic had actually put into their game, when you're on the Apple, like actual in the, in the app, it says, hey, go ahead and buy your V-Bucks here, or you can go somewhere else and buy them cheaper, essentially cutting Apple out. A little workaround at 30%. That's right. So Apple basically took Fortnite out of the App Store. Fortnite's basically like, we're taking you to court now. And Apple's like, yeah, well, you know what? If you're going to do that, we're taking the Unreal Engine away from you. Now, the reason that that's a big deal is that Epic actually leases out the Unreal Engine, which is a suite of development tools that the vast majority of the video game industry uses. Like everybody uses the Unreal everybody, Engine. Everybody, yes, to create games. So if they were to take some of the tools out of of that it's basically null and void this is where microsoft basically jumped in and put their bid in with epic saying that if apple does that it is going to like irrevocably damage the video game industry so we do have two current rulings until it actually gets to court right now so the first court ruled in favor of epic and the unreal engine in the in in one instance with a temporary restraining order that's stopping apple from affecting the unreal engine in her decision, Judge Gonzalez Rogers noted that there was a potential significant damage to both the Unreal Engine platform itself and to the gaming industry, generally including on both third-party developers and gamers. So they're basically saying Apple is going to be hard-pressed to dispute that even if Epic Games succeeds on its merits, it would be too late to save all of these third-party developers and projects that would be shelved or damaged by Apple doing this. So they're okay. basically saying Apple... You can't do that. Unreal Engine stays as it is. But let me just, okay, so to translate some of the techno babble in that is like, they don't mean forever. They just mean until you can prove it in court. And because court cases like crawl along and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, could take some time. Yeah, they just don't want to say, hey, Apple can't pull it preemptively. Like they have to actually go to court and, and battle it out. And then if they want to take away Epic Games, they can, or the uh, Unreal Engine, they can do so that. So for now, Unreal Engine is fine yep. in the Apple Store. For but, now, yes. But if somebody can prove the case, then they might be able to still yank that away. Yes. Correct. Now let's, let's like, let me take the temperature of the room. Where do we sit? Is this moving more towards Apple, more towards Epic? Do have Has anybody's opinions I mean, changed on this? Oh, for me, I've still... I still think uh, I think there are a bunch of big billionaires. It's just, just billionaires a, you know, fighting billionaires yeah. about who gets the money. Look, does Apple have a little bit too much of a monopoly? Absolutely, right. Mm-hmm. And if Epic can swing that and make it so that you know the, the the restraints on the app stores are loosened, so that smaller developers can get a bigger cut of their pie, I'm all for that. But until that happens, I think there's just losers on both sides. But the court also ruled in favor of Apple in regards to putting the Fortnite app back on the store until they could go to court and finish this all out. And essentially what the judge said was that when it comes to the actual Fortnite app, that's only affecting Epic, right? And she, she pointed out that, you know, some people are, 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 are you know, well, the court anticipates that ex- ex- experts will, you know, point out that Apple's 30% is anti-competitive. They also say that we doubt that an expert would suggest that the 0% alternative is any better, 
which is what would happen if you go out of the app to buy the V-Bucks. So essentially, since only Fortnite is being affected by Fortnite's actions and nobody else is, then Apple can continue to deny them access. So my Fortnite still won't update on my iOS. Still ain't happening. this gets remedied. So you are ever. probably uh, not going to be able to play on your Apple device for quite a while. Yeah, and I mean, like, especially because the more money that seems to start getting I, tied I think, up in I this, October, the it's October move. or November, I think, is when it's supposed to actually hit courts. So two months, bare minimum, unless something gets worked out. All right. Can't wait to see what happens. I'm sure we'll have more updates on the uh, court cases as they come to us. Now, a very popular award-winning game series is getting the augmented reality treatment. Well, you know, which game you'll need your phone to have an interactive experience with in just a bit. Because ahead next, a brand new gaming-related docuseries is taking off on Netflix. Now, we'll let you know if this new series is worth checking out when Checkpoint XP returns. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around... No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell. Along with me is Robbie Landis and the man working to get the title of YouTube King of Gaming slash Esports Drama. It's Weird Beard. What's the juicy story you got going on over at the breakdown, Weird Beard? Uh, I'm talking about the rapper takeover of esports right now. Last week we had Logic, Pusha T, uh, Upscale Vandal, and a few other uh, people arguing with Drake because they were like, oh, oh my Drake, gosh. you're investing in FaZe Clan? Cool. We're going to buy our own team. So they bought uh, Chaos Esports Club. It's like the esports version of the East Coast, West Coast hip hop wars. I, I'm excited for it, especially oh. because like Drake gets dragged all the time and now you have Pusha T who they like had real rap beef. They have beef too? Wow. Like in real life, yeah, because uh, Pusha T is the one that called out Drake for having a son that he didn't take care of or whatever oh, like that. Oh, Drake, you gotta get your stuff together, man. Uh, no, one day. Alright, I can't wait to hear more. How can they find uh, the, the breakdown, Weird Beard? Go to our YouTube and look for My Ugly Face. There we go. Gaming-related properties have been a big source for content on streaming services lately. It seems like each week uh, we have a new announcement for a game or a series that's being adapted uh, to a streaming service, like The Last of Us uh, is coming to HBO Max, Fallout for Amazon, and now is no different. Netflix just dropped a new docu-series all about video games. It's called High Score. Has been blowing up, and we've seen, uh, we've all seen uh, at least a portion of it. I think Weird Beard, you've seen all of it. Do you yes. want to uh, kind of give us a, a rundown of the series? Uh, I mean, it essentially charts the growth of video games all the way from Pong to the way it is today. Um, one of my favorite standout moments is when they showed the uh, Sega commercial that was like Sega. Sega, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. Oh and wow. Yeah. Like it. Like it I goes. I remember that commercial. It goes over the beefs. It goes over like uh, E. T. being the commercial disaster that yeah. it was. It kind. It kind of just hits on on a bunch of like the big points of it. You know, there, there's there's one episode uh, talking about the birth of the FGC. Yep. There's one episode. Oh, what's the, FGC? Uh, uh, the fighting, fighting game, game community. community. Sorry. Fighting, okay. uh, yep. There's another episode that focuses on role playing games and how you know. It spot you know it started with Dungeons and Dragons and now you have these games like Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, I, I'll, it, it, it's definitely worth a, a watch, right? And, and and you mentioned it blowing up uh, all across social media, which is interesting because it did, but it wasn't all positive. I feel like a lot of the gaming industry oh, some negativity. Uh, about and, um, it I mean, out. sort of. I, I it, it would be in the realm of negativity, but I don't think it's in the realm of like this shouldn't be a thing or it shouldn't be made. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that you know those of us in the gaming industry, and I felt a little bit of this too because a lot of what I was seeing or watching. I already knew because it was very sort of uh, uh, surface level stuff and then okay. it would jump from topic to topic pretty quickly mm -hmm. and while some of it you know I would have been interested to learn more about 
you know, specifically, there's so many topics in here that they probably could have made an entire episode dedicated to some of the things that they spend maybe, you know, 10 or 15 minutes on. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the gaming industry kind of sees this and it's like, yeah, we've saw this before. It feels like it's it's maybe pandery in a way, but I think that more so than that, I don't think I don't think that it's pandery. I think that instead what this is for is it's made more for people who, you know, maybe their kids are into gaming. Correct. Or maybe a bit of a you know, history. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're aware that it's out there, but they've never tried to get into it because they have no interest themselves in it. But being able to watch something like this, it's it's just something that shows you sort of the birth and and some of the stories you know within the creation of the early days of gaming. It's interesting. It's made yeah. it's made for non nerds. Like well, see, it's, it's made for people that just didn't grow up immersed in that entire culture of like when video games still weren't cool. Like a lot of people don't understand that that was a big beef between Sony. Yeah, I mean a lot of the Sega people that they interview are our creators and early adopters of this technology they're now in their you know 60s 70s 80s right yeah. so it's not people who are currently in the industry but people the industry through it and they're telling the their industry story, have yeah. them to thank for their being an industry it, at all like they're just the way that we always say that there are no good movies about video games there's not a ton of like info about the I- video game industry that's like documentaries or mm-hmm. movies or i would agree like that. yeah this is app this is like a nine out of ten not perfect. It's not the most amazing piece of content that's ever been made. Is it bad? I wouldn't say that in any stretch no. of the mind. Well, see, the thing that I found most interesting, I was always like, why is there a Mr. like a Pac-Man and a Miss Pac-Man? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very interesting, the story they went into with the company of the people who would modify things for the arcade cabinets. And had to make Miss Pac-Man make, to get around the legal yes, stuff. Yes, like... So it's yep. like those like insider like little stories is what I find the most fascinating about it. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. Now, we want to talk to you on the phone. If you want to talk to us, give us a call at 1-833-557-0974. You can chime in on our social media outreach question that we have going on. I think like this week is... Uh, what game do you find to be the most fun coming from the Gamescom announcement? We also asked people what the last song you uh, listened to, because that's now your boss battle theme. Oh, man. Poor Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> but you can give us a call. You can even call and ask us any questions you feel like the experts here can respond to. Again, it's one 557 974 we're just talking about the new video game docuseries on Netflix called High Score and whether or not it's worth watching. Well, another video game adaptation was also announced to be coming to Netflix. Robbie, what game's getting the uh, adaptation treatment now? This is definitely a triple A title, and that is the Resident Evil series. Now, Ooh. I at first thought that it was an anime because video game animes like Castlevania have been doing very well on Netflix, but this is actually going to be an eight episode series live action. Oh, live action. It's going to be live action. Now, anyone who's watched the Resident Evil movie the first one was okay everything that came after it it just got crazy it it, it got crazy worse and worse and worse now it's actually going to focus on wesker's kids uh wesker is one of the main protagonists uh or sorry like one of the first one of the uh he is in one of the first games he's one of the main antagonists one of the bad guys that that appears all throughout the franchise he's kind of like one of those you know manipulating things from behind the scenes you know uses various eugenics programs to experiment on people so this uh uh, series is going to take place and it's going to center on two kids that were a part of those experiments. And look, live action adaptations can be weird, especially when you're kind of going off of some original content. I think there are strengths to it. There's also weaknesses to it. 
But what has me worried is apparently this is going to be split across two different timelines. Yikes. What Mm. Netflix has said about it is that when the Wesker kids move to New Raccoon City, the secrets they uncover just might be the end of everything. In the first timeline, it's revealed that 14-year-old sisters Jade and Billy Wesker are moved to New Raccoon City, but the more time they spend there, the more they come to realize the town is more than it seems, and their father may be concealing dark secrets, secrets that could destroy the world. Cut to the second timeline, it's well over a decade into the future. There are less than 15 million people left on Earth and more than 6 billion monsters. Wow. I I just want to step in here. Is anybody here like a Resident Evil fan? I'm a fan of the games. I've played see, all of them. I, I've, I've dabbled a little bit. I've actually probably watched more of the movies than I have the games. So I'm going you, into this, I think that I'm actually going to benefit from the the fact that this is more new original content because there's nothing I'm tied to that if I don't see it, I'm like, this isn't a Resident Evil movie. I just I think you know what though, like the first Resident Evil movie, I learned this from watching a review of the uh, the first movie actually over the weekend. Do you know that they had George A. Romero tied in? On the first one? I think I actually did know that, yeah. Guess what? I, that's why it's passable. All the other ones, terrible. I feel like, you know, in this, zombies are no longer scary. You, Walking Dead has shown us that. I think this is going to be a flaming garbage fire. You need people that understand the material. And while it doesn't have to be a one-to-one translation, fans have to feel like the world is being respected. Yes. Now, I don't know who is attached to this, who's going to make it, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Probably dumpster um, fires. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I don't know. I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, uh, eight episodes. Watching the first one. That ain't bad. And Netflix, more so than anybody else, I think, has had a decent track record of producing video game to streaming content. They had The Witcher, right? They the had Witcher's The Witcher. Castlevania's been doing very well. Castlevania was good. Mm-hmm. All right. Looking for a super cheap yet fun gaming recommendation. Maybe something to help uh, play. Fill your time while you're escaping the heat from the summer. Well, make sure you stick around for the free game of the week. That's coming up in just a bit. Because next... A hugely popular, award-winning game, even a former Game of the Year winner, is getting turned into an augmented reality game on your mobile device. Which game? And what the heck is augmented reality? We'll let you know next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Overwatch League is drawing towards its exciting finale this year. In a year marred by COVID-19, the best teams in the world will be making their way to South Korea for the finals. Teams that qualify will need to quarantine for two weeks before being allowed to compete at the beginning of October. The LCS summer split is drawn to a close, and with teams now qualified, we're officially on the road to Worlds. This year's event will be taking place in a bubble in Shanghai, as teams from all over the world will remain in quarantine throughout the month of October. September 4th marks the return of Counter-Strike Global Offensive with ESL Season 12 kicking off. All matches this season will be played online due to ongoing concerns with COVID-19. Valorant's next tournament will be running September 5th and 6th, welcoming teams out of the Oceania region. Qualifiers for the RLCS X Fall Major will be going on throughout the month of September. No word yet on when the Fall Major itself will take place. And that's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging the weird beard, Robbie Landis, and somebody who may be back on the Sims wagon now that they're getting into the Star Wars universe, me, James Campbell. 
Are you like? Are you gonna really, really, actually get into The Sims? I might. I'm thinking about how I can pick up all these like intergalactic babes and invite them back to my house. And <laughs> all right, hop you see, in I, I was actually about to say, do you think this might be a game that you and your fiance get to play together? No. Now, no, no, it's no, me, it's me picking up that. space babes. I'll be the, oh the modern day uh, Shatner. <laughs> so The Sims, though, is usually like you know they catch your house on fire because they don't know how to cook or they get trapped in the pool and drown and everything. Is there gonna be an incentive or a weird thing that you know you can see Star Wars characters happening? Only in the Sims universe. Yeah, who shot first? Oh, yeah. We can recreate that he, scene. Yeah, he just a <laughs> Star Wars nerd alert went off. Yeah, let's see what Greedo's up to in the Sims universe. We spoke earlier about Gamescom and the some of the big gaming announcements that were dropped during their live stream last week. Well, one of those big announcements was that a former Game of the Year winner was getting the augmented reality treatment. Robbie, which former game of the year are we going to be able to play on our mobile devices? And can you explain what the heck augmented reality is? Yeah, so let's start with the latter there. What is augmented yes. reality? So uh, Pokemon Go is the best, biggest, biggest example of it. And it's the basically when you have a, a game on your phone, you have to look at your phone to see the real world, and then it puts something on there. So with Pokemon, you know, you kind of look around with your phone using the camera, and you'll see the Pokemon, then you have to throw the ball at it to catch it. So that's what augmented reality is. It's so you're allowing seeing you, what's actually in front yes, of you. It's but, allowing you to play a game within the space that you inhibit. Okay, so like the other games, I think like a Ghostbusters game came out that was similar to that. Uh, I, I think so. There's also Harry Potter, uh, Wizards Unite oh, right. is another yes, yes. one. Uh, but the newest one that, again, was announced during Gamecom, Gamescom is an AR game, an augmented reality game for The Witcher, which everyone should be familiar with after the successful Netflix series. Uh, but this 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 was I don't know I guess it kind of makes a little bit of sense but it's a little weird to me uh, it's essentially the exact same thing as what Pokemon Go is you walk around looking for instead of pocket monsters looking for Witcher monsters that you then have to slay okay so you're gonna look you're gonna find these monsters and I'm assuming you're probably gonna engage them in some sort of a battle yep through your phone yep. okay I mean like uh, it seems yeah, real it's basic literally that noise you just made is my <laughs> entire response. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, like you want to be excited about it, but you see, cool, like, it just yeah. feels more like it's just trying to capitalize off the Witcher name and maybe the success of Pokemon Go than I'm, anything else. Listen, we may be spoiled in 2020. Because, we're definitely spoiled because it's like, yeah, it it might be an okay game. It, would it be something that I play? Three times, maybe not. I no, it's one of those once. things where, like, you know, you're waiting for, you know, your your takeout someplace, right? Because COVID's going on, so you're like, oh, let me just download and play something really quick, and then you never touch it again. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's. Okay, like I don't like earlier we were speaking about something that I thought was going to be a total dumpster fire. This I don't think is going to be a total dumpster fire, but is it like a winning it's more of a barrel fire? Yeah, like it's, it's contained <laughs> and you know what okay. I can walk away from it. I don't right. think it's going to destroy what, other l- stuff. L- let me ask you this uh weird beard. What game would you prefer to get an augmented reality take? Ooh, that's y- a good question. You know what? Resident Evil would be cool as an augmented reality to have zombies <laughs> in real life. Like that, I can see that. Who cares? Like, again, I think The Witcher's going to be fine, but fine eh. in 2020 is not exactly you, something you want. You, you want to know what the be. problem with augmented reality games is? Is that Pokemon Go already did it the best you possibly can. Absolutely. Like, no no augmented reality game is ever going to hit as hard as what Pokemon no matter Go what did. what kind of demon or monster they it put in this Witcher no, game. It doesn't matter. Pokemon Go, for like two weeks, brought world peace 
to earth, all right? No one is hitting that high of heights again. It brought nerds out of the basements, too. It did. It got us running around. It got did us Did you guys walking. play uh, the Pokemon oh, Go? Yeah, d- yes. I played Pokemon Go for, for several years before I finally put it down. I, wow. Yeah, yeah. And like, I it, spent more money than I care to admit uh, on Pokemon Go before I put it down. I think wow. the discussion really becomes like... Are AR games like games that there's a huge market for? Like, are people waiting up at night, you know, to play an augmented reality game when you, like, can the, talk about dropping any game on the PS5? There's going see, to be automatically more hype. There, there's the other problem, too, is that, you know, even with phones getting better and more complex, having more computing power, there's only so much you can do with an augmented reality game. It's just, it's looking at your camera and they're putting something on it, right? Every AR game is essentially going to be the exact same thing. And I feel thing. like, too, you always you can't just like have a good time at your own house. You have to always go out you and venture. Out somewhere, which, I mean, is, is kind of part of the fun. I mean, that's okay to get, to get out and get involved, but if right. somebody who me, like me who's more of an introvert, I want to enjoy these experiences just in my own On home. my couch. You know, on the couch where I'm comfortable. I can go to the fridge to get a beverage or get a, grab a snack. Like, it's all there. I'm not driving around all over the place trying to find the crazy Witcher monster. Yeah. I, need to, I need to battle. Gaming on a budget? We've got a game for free. Free 99! Checkpoint XP's free game of the week. Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. Now, if you ever wanted to drop into an abandoned island, wearing nothing but your underwear, and have to scavenge for weapons and armor while taking on 99 other opponents, then here is your chance. Alright, boys, we got one objective. Loot. Kill. Survive. And most importantly, be the last team standing, even if that means there's just one of us left. Uh, wait, so, um, which objective exactly? What? You said we all have one objective, but you named like four or so. Who is this guy again? Uh, he, he's a friend. He just hasn't played that much PUBG. Yeah, this is my first time. Oh my Come gosh, on. great. You brought a new. There goes our chances. Players Unknown Battlegrounds, PUBG, PUBG for short! Woo! Is a third or first person battle royale game. You can actually play it it's in, true. They in, give you the option in, in go both back perspectives. Now. Uh, yeah. now, despite Fortnite being the king battle royale, PUBG was actually the one that started the wildfire. There yeah, were, this is like the OG, right? There, well, there were a few technically oh, H1Z1? That, that came before it, mm-hmm. but PUBG was the one that was so successful, but they were still charging for it that that's when Epic basically stepped in and was like, you know what? We're going to make our own free version of this. That's happened in Fortnite. Gotcha. But PUBG is more of like a realistic version of it, right? Yeah. You, you don't have the cartoony stuff. Blood you and guts You don't guns. have Iron Man and stuff flying around. You just drop in. you got to scavenge for everything that you need and try to be the best. The, the entire best thing to come out of PUBG is the fact that uh, if you had a frying pan, it could deflect bullets. And yeah, I think that's, yeah. Uh, that's great. That, that was a nice little interesting tidbit. Yeah. PUBG yeah. especially, though, is... Maybe not no, so much in North America, but still in like it's still very big Asian mm-hmm. regions. Yeah, PUBG and PUBG Mobile is the most played game of all. Really, like of it, all? It beats out League of Legends. It beats out like everything, and it's all because of like India, Singapore, it beat Bangladesh, out Dota Two, though, does it? Well, I'm saying like just from. How many people players mm-hmm. na- uh, worldwide are still more in specific regions? Right. It gets dethroned. Mm-hmm. It's not like League of Legends owns every single place that it goes. Yeah. Um, What's nice about PUBG though is is the fact that you you just drop in and play. 
yep. right? You don't have to worry about coming in late to the game. And, and actually, I think they just recently got their first ranked mode as well. So now you also don't have to worry about, like we do with Apex when we do trios, dropping in and having someone who's already level 500 just running amok all over the dang place, right? Oh, that's nice. So, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm too far behind. I don't have, like, the talents or the levels built up. None of that stuff matters. And if you're going into ranked mode, you're going to be put up against people who are also similarly just learning the game. This, See, game, this game is especially for people that, like, have seen their kids play Fortnite and they go, oh, I'd love to play that, but it's too kiddie. For yeah, me. like Fortnite for adults, I yes. guess is a good way to put it. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I mean, I love the idea that there's a ranked mode because I would always just drop in and get smoked. Oh, yeah. You, you, know, were, you were a loot pinata. Yeah, yeah you, I'm you crawling around in my underwear and some you corner were there with a to, gun. To pick yep. up the good loot and then walk around with it until somebody better than you could kill you and take it. Yeah, now, and it I, happened almost I every will, time. Let me ask a preference. Do you like to play PUBG by yourself or with a team? I prefer by myself because okay. with the team I'm always paired up with randos and nobody kind of always go, goes and does their own thing. If I know the people I'm playing with I prefer that but if I can't get anybody I would play solos. Okay because I think that like th- a game like this is best served for a group of people. You can play solo and whatnot but if you have a, a team of three other people that you are friends with and mm-hmm. you like playing with this is one of those games that if you're tired of playing more uh, modern warfare you can squat up and go play PUBG yep. especially with it being free and you can play it on steam and consoles but it is currently free on playstation plus there's your free game of the week player unknowns battlegrounds aka PUBG. it is for free for ps plus subscribers so if you are a ps plus member go download it today for free in the playstation store now if you're looking for another good game recommendation something that's easy to get into and well worth the time we do have our patient gamer segment coming up in the next hour but next we've had a couple of wild weeks of competition here on the checkpoint xp show Things will uh, hopefully kind of return to normal because my quest to take on the Checkpoint XP champion Robbie Landis in games of trivia and knowledge continues. Hopefully with a game that has answers we'll all be able to guess. (laughs) Find out if Robbie can be dethroned this week after his revenge when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell. And joining me are Weird Beer. And the man who may be spending his entire life savings on a new PC, Robbie Landis. <laughs> Wasn't even half of my life savings, Ooh, thank you very much. All right. It was just under half. But yeah, uh, $2,000 on a new PC. I'm how many, excited. How many RGB lights did you get super, super like cool lights to go in it? Um, I think that it has a few in them, but I don't know that I'll be that I'll be turning them on. James, do oh. gaming PCs that have RGB lights in them, like the, the color-changing lights, does that make it a better gaming PC? It probably doesn't make it a better gaming PC, but it makes it way cool, and I want to spend all my money on it. It's like having the flames on the side of your hot rod. Yes, exactly. I will faster. say, though, that I do have liquid cooling with this thing. Ooh, yeah. That sounds like it's a computer from the future. <laughs> it's a computer from now, James. But it will take me into the future, so Six to seven years before I have to worry about upgrading. Well, I can't wait till I get invited to come over and watch porn on it. Oh, boy. The last couple of weeks, things have been getting fairly wild in terms of playing the game against each other. Weird Beard came in with a virtually impossible to win contest a couple of weeks ago. Then Robbie struck back last week with an equally challenging contest for revenge. So hopefully... Now, things are back to normal with the playing fields all leveled. We do have Checkpoint XP producer Callie sitting in to help us play this game. Weird Beard, can you explain the rules to this one? So this game is easy. 
not super easy, but easy enough. I have gone through the subreddit Livestream Fails, which is essentially like a celebrity gossip rag magazine, but based off of Twitch streamers. And I've gone over some of the most frequented posts over this previous year. I'm going to describe what a certain streamer did on stream, and I'll play you a clip afterwards. You have to tell me who the streamer is, all right? Okay, now, easy enough. these are all streamers that you definitely have heard of before, so none of these are like unknown ones, okay? Okay. Let's start off with the very first one. I no, just want to clarify. Yes. These. This is an easier game because we're all stupid. Uh, no, it's just because it's accessible. It's because the last two weeks has been like impossible <laughs> that, to yeah. answer Weird questions. Beer started it. I 100%. I, I agree. He Game genie us a, a win against you, Robbie. And it wasn't a real win. First one. This streamer, under high pressure recently about their partner, showed an adult video on stream titled, Reading Causes Rough Sex. They were then banned from Twitch for three days. Who is Pokemon? Pokemon is correct. Wow. Oh, see, that. that's who I was thinking, but when you mentioned they, they showed an adult video, I'm like, wait, what? That's her reacting to reading causes rough sex that she played on stream. Did she do it on purpose? No, a Twitch uh, or one of her chatters sent it to her and said, oh, oh you should check this out. okay, because I was going to say Pokemon too, but then when you mentioned she played an adult thing, I'm like, I don't think Pokemon did that. She By the got- Baited. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it jibated? Jibated. Yeah, I got yep. jibated once. I didn't understand what it was. I'm like, I'm like, what happened? You're so old. <laughs> Next, By the way, uh, I don't know why I answered that like a Jeopardy question. <laughs> what is Pokemon? <laughs> do we need to buzz in? What do we need to do? We just just shout it out. First person to say it. Okay. This is this is for fun because yeah. everybody's here to have fun. Yeah, on it's not about shirts. the competition. No, guys. We just want to be clear oh, on all the rules. Great. Here. This is the millennial version of it. Got it. Next one. This streamer who has taken up streaming on Twitch after a very visible previous career was able to tell you exactly what 12 inches of dough was during a cooking stream for other reasons uh shroud incorrect i know who it is now can i answer multiple times sure it's for ninja no still wrong (laughs) wow you're wrong twice someone who is famous doing something else before twitch yes somebody uh, is is it a rapper some 12 inches of dough no okay it's It's like gordon ramsay wasn't on twitch was he no here i'll give it to you (laughs) Sasha Gray. Here you go while she was doing her cooking segment on her channel, Sasha Gray. All right. Oh, I get 12 inches. I understand now. (laughs) She's a porn star. I know. I'm already waiting for those jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, this streamer learned on stream why the game Monopoly is called Monopoly after learning about VWs and Lamborghinis. Uh, Markiplier? Closer, but no, not Markiplier. This one has this clip alone has three hundred seventy thousand views on Twitch. You said close. Is it like Jack Septicai? No. PewDiePie. No, we're still we're going too far. He's uh, <laughs> he's had recent success in Fall Guys. Tim oh. the Tatman. James gets it. Oh, wow! Well, on the board before I am James. Yeah. Golf clap for you. Did you guys know this? Thank you. This is blowing my mind. Is he okay? This like hurts my head. Sounds like it hurts your head. Volk, Volkswagen's the top, right? No one owns Volkswagen? <laughs> yeah, Tim. Nobody owns Volkswagen. Way to go. <laughs> Next one. This streamer, who happens to have a huge music career, took their auto-tune perfected beats created on stream and then gave them away for free to their stream community. Oh, it's not going to be Drake. Um, I'm trying to think of T-Pain. T-Pain is correct. Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. I was yeah. going for, uh, now I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy who just doing. retired. Logic? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm what doing I was trying to think of his you name. Good job, T-Pain. Good all guy, T-Pain. Which we had auto-tune on the mic. I could have sung. 
celebration song. Challenges, shit, all that shit. I'm going to give these to y'all so y'all can use them on y'all streams. Thanks, T-Pain. Appreciate us having to bleep all that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Auto-tune it out. Yeah, this, this next, okay, this next one. This streamer, known for raging out, turned a new leaf and offered to buy a second monitor for a random teammate who happened to be disabled and was struggling with their current one monitor setup. XQC. Ooh, do you know that? Do you knew that one? The rage thing, I think, tipped me off. Nah. That it was. Okay, well, shit. It's not a flex, man. It's definitely a sure, flex. man. Yeah, just, uh, just after this, you know, add me and just send me a bit of logic. for his new monitor fund one. It's fun. Uh, do you think XQC would buy anybody in here a monitor? No. No, no not it, at all. Uh, is, is he playing CSGO? He is playing CSGO. Okay, in interesting. That one. Callie heard that and her ears perked up real quick. <laughs> I heard the throwing smoke. I'm like, oh, God. I'm right back on Nuke. We are currently playing a game where I am trying to get these guys and gals to be able to guess who the popular streamer is. I'm going to tell them about a famous clip that was on the subreddit Livestream Fails. And after I describe it, they have to tell me who that streamer was. And this- the current standings are me with the lead <laughs> of two the lead. correct answers. Yeah. Would you and say then- this is a fair game? It is. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, All, right. Yes. All right. And then Kelly and Robbie one- are tied with, with one, one apiece. That's right. Yes. This streamer, another popular musician knowing for being quite a curmudgeon, called all streamers beggars and said they were worse off than people on the side of the road. Oh, a curmudgeon. Dr. Disrespect. No, he's, no, a, he's a musician. He's a musician. Oh, a musician. I missed that part. I gave not, away his not, gender, too. Not Logix, because he's, 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 he's pretty nice. Who else streams that's a musician? Uh, this person normally streams music creation, but in here they are playing, uh, it looks like PUBG. I have no idea. I, say, all, I feel like all the guys that I know, I wouldn't call them curmudgeon. Next one, I will, or I'll give you the answer. It is Dead Mouse. And here's oh, the clip. Oh yeah, hmm. uh, you know the patrons. In order, this to- is so ironic coming from a couple of fucking streamers who fucking e-bag for five bucks. E-bag the out of here with that. Thanks, thanks a lot, Dead Mouse. Wow. Appreciate that. Dang. One he was such a the dick. man who wears a giant mask. <laughs> yeah, uh, hide his identity. Next one. Uh, this streamer was forced to stop playing with a teammate because the teammate's girlfriend slapped him since she was so jealous that the teammate was playing with this streamer. Oh, is it the teammate? Or? I remember this. You no, do it's streamer. It's the this clip has 1.2 million views on Twitch. I have no idea. Um, what, oh. ga- what, what game are they streaming? Uh, I don't even know. Is it Fortnite? I, like Fortnite? No, it's not Fortnite. I think it's Overwatch here. Ooh. Uh, it's an Overwatch one and Robbie doesn't know. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Pokimane. So oh. somebody's, so a guy's girlfriend got super jealous because he was streaming with Pokimane. Oh. And the girlfriend came in, slapped him, and he was like, I, I gotta go. Does <laughs> girlfriend actually matter like joking, Matt? Was it mocap? The first one. What is mocap? Okay. Wait. Which one was the first one? The actually mad one. The the first one. <laughs> I don't oh get damn! Really love. Ow! That's him getting slapped right there. Yeah. Ow! Ow! <laughs> last one. Like they're playing Valorant. Actually, yeah. Last yeah. one. Uh, it is for all the marbles. Here we have another musician streamer, known as the King of the Pound, said what we all wanted to say after losing a match, saying the team that they played on was trash. King of the Pound? Another musician? The, literally the, I feel like the only musician that I keep back to is Logix. Um, I think it's Drake. Snoop Dogg. Robbie wins. Snoop Dogg. Oh, oh my right. gosh! And now we get Snoop Dogg! Oh! 
What? I, I, what? I honestly, I honestly thought you were gonna win this no, one, I'm James. Like, I'm like, I'm a dog pound. I'm a dog pound. Snoop Dog. That's the only that it could be. But I don't think he streams. He Here, does. Here's he does. him after playing Madden NFL 20 with the realest post match interview ever. That was a tough loss. Um, how do you feel after that? How the f- you think I? F- so, <laughs> James. Oh James, man. Even though he said that one's for all the marbles. I'm going to call it a tie because we each got two. Fair hey! enough. We're going to take this victory okay, together. Fair enough. We both got the and, rapper and, questions. And assert our superiority over Callie. Oh, well, you sorry, lost to Callie. James. You lose. Uh, you lose yeah. to me, Callie. Uh, I'm not good <laughs> at things. <laughs> she doesn't care. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. All right, you heard our nailed it earlier when Dignitas shut down TSM's trash talking. Well, now it is time for our failed it. And for that, we're going to visit a Twitch streamer who is uh, a Twitch streamer no more. Mr. Golds was trying to prove his Twitch viewers that he doesn't cheat by bringing up his window task manager. But when he did, it also revealed the cheat menu behind it from Engine Owning, a website that claims we believe that everyone should have the ability to win and only enjoy online matches. Listen to his stream when he realizes his huge mistake. Because I have a good recoil, I'm good at the game. Is it the first time you see someone good at the game? Now I'm talking with you guys because you really, I, I, I play, and I look at the chat and I be like... You're ready, he's oh. about to realize it. Hold on. Here it is. Hi. He just like, he stares off into space and he's just like... There's a moment where he's like... Oh, okay. Oh. The silence speaks wonders yep. with that. Mm-hmm. Coming up, we asked on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook what game you thought looked to be the best from the Gamescom live stream and what your new boss battle theme song would be according to the last song you listened to. We'll discuss your answers in just a bit because ahead next, we're checking the gaming headlines. Robbie, what do you have in store for us? Oh, you are never going to guess which legendary NBA player's son has just joined FaZe Clan. Ooh, wow. Exciting. We'll talk about that and more next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios, esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and with me is Robbie Landis, and the only person I have ever met that prefers to sleep on the couch... Over his own bed. What? Weird beard. It's because when I was single and poor coming out of high school and college, I had a futon. And <laughs> oh, and you kept it in couch mode? Yeah, I kept it in couch mode and because the TV was in the living room. So, so is this for nostalgic reasons? No, I just like you know I slept what? on a couch I, for so many years. I feel like this guy's probably sent to the couch so often that it's just like <laughs> it's just like an evolutionary process. His, his body's home. just like this just this feels better anyway. So you like go home and do stuff uh to get in trouble on purpose so you get sent out to the couch, huh? I sleep better, absolutely. If I'm exhausted, I'll start a fight and then just end oh up sleeping God. on the couch. It's anyways. either that or he's so flatulent when it comes to bedtime. His lady's like, you gotta go sleep <laughs> Goodbye. on the couch. Now, Marvel has teamed up with Epic Games for the latest season of Fortnite. They've even gone as far as Marvel putting out a comic, making the Fortnite events canon. What are comic book nerds saying? Well, we'll find out in just a bit because now it's time for this. Hey! Oh! The guy is unreal! My goodness! Sports Gaming Update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. LeBron James' son, Bronny James Jr., is going pro, but 
He's not following in his father's steps and doing so in basketball. He's joined professional esports and gaming group FaZe Clan as FaZe Brawny. LeBron Jr. is an avid player in both Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone. You know what's crazy is that this has so much crossover appeal. They were talking about it on uh, earlier this week, ESPN's Undisputed show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, let's play a clip of that real quick. First responsibility to his schoolwork. Second responsibility, you play in a sport. Okay, you're going to vote. You're going to be able to get your time in if you have chores. So for me, Skip, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I'm sure his schoolwork, as long as, as Savannah and LeBron are saying, look, as long as your schoolwork does not suffer, you're going to get to the gym, get shots up, you're going to do your training, you're going to do your sh- chores around the house. All right, so uh, aside from the ridiculousness that is that conversation, here's actually something that, that, that I took away from this because we've talked a lot about at what point do names from the gaming and esports scene start to really cross over into the mainstream, right? It's happened with names like Booga, you know, we're winning a lot of money, but I think going forward in the next, you know, five, six years as these legacy sports names like LeBron James start to now pop up in esports, people are going to have no choice but to start paying attention to it. Yeah. I, yeah, like this is crazy, especially because this comes uh, on the heels of like uh, Post Malone getting in over the weekend and everything and purchasing a sports team. I said earlier, Pusha T and Logic purchased an esports organization like this is the the nexus of crossing so that anymore in the future when you have guys who are just like oh esports and video games are for nerds it's like okay well then lebron james kid is a nerd yeah too. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's cool to see the see and hear these big names from the mainstream get into the esports world i have a question though yes is he any good at these games is he is he on these te- on this team because he's good at these esports you know what or That's is he a on it because question. his name is Bronny James Jr. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see, though. I mean, people get signed. Will tell. People get signed as influencers anymore. That's fair. What's the difference? But you know, do you have to be good at things other than you're you know, just not that great? If Face Clan's trying to build a team mm-hmm. that's going to win, you think you want really good players? I don't think he's going to be put on a team. He's just going to be an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Gamescom Online has brought us a sneak peek at the next season of Fall Guys, which is diligently being worked on by the developers. So, what exactly is season two? It's all medieval-themed. Castles, dragons, knights, and princesses. I don't play Fall Guys because I'm an adult, but what do you guys think of this? <laughs> oh, I think it's great. I, I mean, mean I, we, I, I asked you this the other day, Robbie. Do you think uh, Fall Guys is going to be relevant in a month? Yeah, I think so. I don't think that it's always going to be as super crazily hyped as it is, but I think that it's made a big enough splash that people will continue to play. My question is, are you going to give up the hot dog costume for the princess costume. Over my dead. Whoa. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> what were you going to I, I feel like he tried yeah. to react to that too quick. He's yeah. like, there's no way. You, you know like, what? A Actually. I had to for a princess. Oh. I, like, I'm in. Anytime I can play as a princess, I will sign up to do that. Like, yes, but... I don't know. Giving up my hot dog costume is going to be very do, tough. Do they not have the option where you can just like select a bunch of your favorite ones and hit random and it just puts you into a random costume? Yeah, but I mean, like you have a top and a bottom half that you build. Yeah, and colors. And yeah, so it's like I don't know if I'm if I scheme, if I want to okay, be a princess. I, I, I don't actually care about any of this. It's I'm very sorry complex, that I Robbie. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator has been out for a few weeks now, and players have been exploring the world over. There was a glitch in Dubai that created a monolith that reaches to the heavens. People have been gathering on Epstein's island to solve that mystery for themselves. But the coolest thing that I've seen seen 
is people chasing hurricanes in the game. Have you guys seen some of the really? pictures? No, I haven't seen any of that. It's insane. Like, this game actually looks gorgeous. Like, these these look, when you first see them, like, if you were just scrolling on, on Facebook or Twitter really quick, yeah. you would think it's an actual picture of a plane flying, a, like, like near a hurricane. Like one of your friend's uh, vacation selfies uh, yeah. they on the airplane. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They, they look great. And it actually, uh, I don't know, I might give Flight Simulator a little bit of a try here. Go really? chase me some hurricanes. And Install all ten of those discs. All huh? ten of those discs. You got, you got a new computer. My you're new gonna computer, need to. That's yeah, right. Got to got to memory on it. Now, if you guys thought that Fall Guys was a major success, right now you haven't seen anything yet. Chinese games and entertainment company Billy Billy has secured the rights to publish a mobile version of Fall Guys. What? I can play it on my phone? Only in China. Oh. I was going to say, my for bad. For now, if, if it does well, it will absolutely end up making its way stateside. Do you guys think that it'll still have the same appeal of funk? Because I feel like it gets harder when you're on a phone. And as frustrating as some people already get with this game, I feel like if they feel like the, the controls are fighting against them, it might not be as fun. Ah, uh, you know what? It might be a little more difficult, a little more frustrating. But I'll tell you right now, if you put Fall Guys on my phone, I am never going to leave the bathroom. Great. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Summer Games Done Quick has finally wrapped up after a week of streaming and raising money for charity. SGDQ for short is a speed running stream where players try to beat games in what seem to us normal people like impossible times. It's great though. And they have raised over $2 million for Doctors Without Borders. Wow, that's great. That's a great uh, chunk of change to raise for that charity. What mm-hmm. kind of games do you would you hope to see sped, sped run, James? Is there any that chump out to you? I'm, I'm a big fan myself, sorry for interrupting, James, mm-hmm. of, uh, of the older games like Son- you know, the Sonics and like the Mario Brothers. Uh, apparently they did uh, like a full like the entire Sonic trilogy speedrun, uh, really? which was apparently pretty. pretty have they done cool. Battletoads? I want to see somebody speedrun Battletoads. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's I, done. I bet it's been done blindfolded. Um, oh, come on. One of my favorites, one uh, that I shared actually in a group chat, they did a Game Boy Advance uh, Metroid game 100% blindfolded. What? So he did it and he only listened to, he had a blindfold on and he only listened to the game sounds so the commentators were talking and like he, he Jedi didn't hear mind You want to know what amazing. else people have done that they do speedruns of? They'll take a game like A Link to the Past and put it in a random randomizer that when you walk to a new screen it's a random other screen from the game and they have to beat it by basically going to random levels and uh, wild. and they the, speed run it doing that as well one of the highlights of it uh, they did bloodborne all bosses in an hour and 17 minutes they did the final fantasy 7 remake in six hours and six minutes for any percent normal and then of course metroid fusion one percent Hard race, which means that they are two people racing against each other uh, on the hardest. They beat that in one hour and 29 minutes. Wow. That's it for the Checkpoint XP gaming news update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. All right. Thank you, Robbie, for that update. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Fortnite Season 4 has begun, and it's all Marvel Comics. Well, Weird Beard is our resident Fortnite player, and Robbie is our resident comic book guru. So, Weird Beard, is it any good? And Robbie... I want to know how are the how are the nerds taking this? I think that the it's not bad, right? Like if you played Fortnite when it first was Fortnite and the hype became like 
huge. Yeah, yeah it the, exploded the, the, the into the Fortnite scene. hype. It still doesn't feel the same, right? Like I don't think they're ever going to get back to what that I feel, game I feel felt like they're like. going they're going a little bit further away from just, you know, hey, there's building and then there's shooting because there's so many like powers in it now as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you can get things uh that are like the legendary powers where if you played last season, they had like Midas's golden gun or if you went to the, you know, different locations, they had mythic guns that you had to beat a boss to be able to get. Really? So there's like little mini games inside the game yes. before you take on your opponents that you're trying to survive. And that's and how last. you can get like Dr. Doom's uh, glove. Dr. Doom, you throw it down and it like makes a big explosion. You have to beat Dr. Doom in the game. So you fight ah. Dr. Doom. Yes. Wow. Um, so, I mean, it's cool. It's it's gotten positive attention so far. Nothing has been like negative. So that's cool. And I know um, Thor is like in there. So what other elements from Marvel are we yeah, seeing? Yeah. So the, it, actually in, in the most recent Thor number four, uh, Galactus is going around, you know, eating stuff and devouring planets. And there's one point in the comic where Thor comes across a portal that takes him to the world of Fortnite, which mm. is about to be devoured by Galactus. Yummy, and yummy. so, you know, he fights with some of the, the, the characters in Fortnite, and then he calls the rest of the Avengers there to fight Galactus that's coming to this this thing. And then at the end of the comic, it says to be continued in Fortnite Season 4, so that it's essentially one gigantic ad for Fortnite. Mm. Uh, but it, that, I mean, it's canon now. Fortnite exists, quote-unquote, within the Marvel Universe. I mean, but and we still haven't even seen the depth that it's going to go to leaks that uh, excuse me leaks actually came out on monday revealed uh they're getting black panther hulk ant-man and captain marvel all in game you will play as those characters or interact with them in some way in some way in the yes. Fortnite game um and then you could even make it uh like they they're saying that what could be following the Marvel season is a DC season what? that's coming right afterwards. Mm. It's going to be like the comic book Fortnite Wars. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> Quotes interesting. It's interesting. Sounds like you're intrigued, Robbie. Oh, I think we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, coming up in, in in the next segment where we can go a little bit more in depth about about what this means. I think overall, look, the game itself, it it, Not it bad. sounds it sounds super fun. Yes, if, if I were to ever get into Fortnite, like. This would be the point that I think it? that I would get into. Yeah, I feel it. like yeah. it sounds like it's almost it's got my curiosity peaked to where I kind of want to I want to reinstall it and play it again. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, when when they had the the Thanos event during Infinity War, right? That was super cool. That yeah, was super fun. That was fun. It, it, it was fun to fight like, the the Thanos character. too. Yeah, and it so. seems like they took what worked from there, and without making it too overpowered, I guess you'd have to you know speak to to, to the balance of it. Mm-hmm. But it just it, it it seems like it's a little bit more accessible. You know, as opposed to where there could only be one Thanos. Yeah, but I mean, you put the Incredible Hulk in the game, and you're gonna you let can me get play. Hulk hands instead Hulk of having a pickaxe. Hulk fists. Hold on, you yes. actually only get the Hulk hand uh, pickaxes if you pre-ordered Marvel's Avengers. Oh, guess what I did, guys? Yeah, <laughs> I pre-ordered that. I can get the Hulk fists. I got it. I have to yeah. install it just to get the Hulk uh-huh. fists. That's it. I don't want to miss out. I got to get my money's worth. Looking for a hit game that you might have missed? Maybe something that's easy to get into, but still well worth the time. Well, then we have a great gaming recommendation coming up in just a bit as ahead next with an entire season of Fortnite being dedicated to Marvel Comics is the future of gaming going to be nothing but branded content we'll talk about that next on Checkpoint XP Stop blowing my mind We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games This is going to be absolute madness around No need for extra tokens we've got the hookup Checkpoint XP Welcome back to Checkpoint XP your home for esports and gaming you're hanging with me James Campbell, along with Weird Beard, and the person who was finally committed to being part of Team Edward after seeing the first trailer for The Batman, Mr. Robbie Landis. Actually, isn't just that. Uh, he was also interviewed uh, for his role in Batman and asked um, 
I think if a, uh, uh, if a video game has ever made him cry before, yeah. and it has, has it? Final Fantasy VII, when Aerith dies, which is the same point that I you and cried like a little baby too, right? <laughs> and millions of other people cried during as well. Wow. Yes, because we have hearts. That's why. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. I get. I guess I can't wait to see what he does with that heart in the Batman. Fortnite and Marvel have teamed up to bring the latest Fortnite season to super heroic levels including Thor, Doctor Doom, and the rest of the Marvel gang in this third-person shooter. However, with the tie-in of Marvel, is Fortnite becoming one big piece of sponsored content for companies to purchase? Weird Beard, what is going on in the world of Fortnite? Um, I had this thought last week, and I wanted to bring it to you guys and see what your input on this was. Because as we just talked about in the last segment with Fortnite, um, you know they're, they're currently doing a Fortnite season. After that, it may be DC right after that. Um, what is sponsored content anymore? Because it it, it just uh, the lines are getting so blurred between like even talking about Fall Guys being able to insert skins from people that purchase the ability, you know what I mean, to put their skin into a game, mm-hmm. which you've always kind of been able to do. What is sponsored content becoming? It it's it, you know like Marvel now has a vested interest in making sure that more people play Fortnite. Hence why they have basically an entire Thor comic that is just one giant advertisement for Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like as as somebody who plays a lot of indie or independent video games, you know, the smaller video games, how can game studios like that compare to dumping Disney money on anything? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to compete with Disney money in any kind of game. For me, I'm not even sure I'm worried about whether or not smaller ones can compete. I'm actually worried more so about the games themselves, because first of all, what does this do for the Fortnite brand? If it just starts branding everything, like like if they do a Fortnite season now, then the next one is like a DC season, then you know Stranger Things, which they've done before, like like little crossovers is fine. Yeah. But with what they're doing now, which I think is being executed great, but I don't want to, even 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 not being a Fortnite Fortnite player, I don't want to see an entire game have to get its identity. From somewhere from things, else. Yeah, I agree with you see, on that. Uh, uh, I played Final Fantasy XIV, a massively multiplayer online role playing game. And what they started doing a lot of is they started turning it into what's called a theme park game. Instead of making their own original content, they would start using stuff inspired by other Final Fantasies. So there would be like an entire dungeon or a raid that people could go in and fight monsters. But instead of being something unique to Final Fantasy XIV, they took bosses and characters from Final Fantasy VIII and put it in there. Or they took uh, 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 the Yorha from... um, uh, whoa, what's the game that I'm trying to think of now that I'm suddenly completely blanking on? Near Automata, they, right? They put an entire thing of, of that in it. And as a person playing these games and loving Final Fantasy XIV or Fortnite, it's cool to have a little bit of crossover, but to then feel like I'm just playing an Avengers game, like, I don't I feel like on a long enough timeline, it stops feeling like Fortnite or it stops it feeling like Final Fantasy. Avengers, yeah. And it feels it feels too gimmicky, right? But too fan But I feel like that's the future of all of this is that oh, game. I hope not. Because you know what? Yeah, you can make money from, you know, people buying skins in your game or people buying like DLC or whatever it is. But why would you do that when I can just get Disney to cut me a Disney check and I'll just do an entire season of my game around that? You know, like is that I feel like that's the future of where gaming is sort of moving towards. 
words. The the only hope that I have for this is this might actually be something that could be linked back to COVID. Because when you do something that's completely Marvel, you don't have to worry about coming up with individual designs. You don't have to design all the stuff, right? But you know it's being based on Thor, on Iron Man, on Mystique. Yeah, you know you what these characters to... look like. You know exactly. what, what you need to put into the design. And not... as you said, there's Disney money that's now paying people to do it. You don't have to rely on your own artist now spend the time to come up with all that stuff. So hopefully this isn't a trend that we see continue indefinitely. I sure hope so. Now, do you think there's a certain party that stands to benefit more from partnerships like this? Do you think Disney is gaining more from Fortnite or Fortnite's gaining more from Disney? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, it's, it's the same thing as like... It's a pretty symbiotic relationship, yeah, I like, think. It's very parasitic in that, you know, Disney wants to get young kids hooked on Disney products as early as possible. You know what kids are already hooked on? Fortnite. Fortnite. Like, you know, they want they want to both keep those kids buying money or paying them to do whatever they want for years and years to come. Now, in terms of this being a good or a bad thing, like would you say if so these these partnerships, if they make the game more fun and it gets more players, you think is that detrimental that it's more so? No, I I guess for me, I just feel like it's stifling creativity or originality in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it like, definitely takes away yeah. from the originality in, of the game. It can't be bothered to play new games as they come out. I've been hearing about this Skyrim thing. Is that worth buying? For gamers behind the times, it's the patient gamer. Robbie, what game do you have for us this week? Well, in celebration of Gamescom letting us know that a new Dragon Age is on the way, I'm going to tell you about where it all started, Dragon Age Origins. It has been four centuries since that victory. I have seen with my own eyes what lies on the horizon. Part of being a Grey Warden is being able to hear the dark spawn. That's why we know this is really a blight. We feel it just as they do. Bioware describes Dragon Age Origins as a dark, heroic fantasy set in a unique world and a spiritual successor to their previous Baldur's Gate in Neverwinter Nights franchises. Its setting was also inspired by Lord of the Rings and uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, aka Game of Thrones, and was described by Bioware as a mix between high fantasy and low fantasy. So again, if you're into stuff like a Game of Thrones, if you're into Lord of the Rings, you know, the elves, the dwarves, dragons, and orcs, and, you know, using magic and stuff like that, Dragon Age Origins is the game for you. Now, since it's a role-playing game, you are you're, you as a character are put into the role of what's called a Grey Warden. So throughout the game, you get to make decisions, you know, talk to people the way that you want to. You can be nice, you can be mean, and those decisions will then influence how the game plays out. Whether you get allies, whether you make enemies, what the ending actually ends up being. Are you a hero? Do you end up being more of a villain? Dragon Age Origins really sort of encapsulates all of those, you know, things that make the role playing in the fantasy genre great all within one game. I like, I don't know. Dragon Age always came across as like the Pepsi to Coke's Skyrim, you know what I mean? It, uh, um, no. Okay, what would you no. what would you say it's closer there to? There are obviously, yes, uh, uh, similarities to it, but I think that something like Skyrim is more the fantasy version of Fallout, right? Okay. It's supposed to be open-ending. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want, whereas Dragon Age Origins is set on a little bit more of a path, and there's an actual story being told. You can play a million hours in Skyrim and never actually touch the story or conclude any Anything, just adventure and do whatever you want, but you can't really do that in Dragon Age. So it's, it's more the Doctor Pepper. Rails. 
I mean, I like both, so... <laughs> I was just trying to... Sorry, I was trying to make a soda, yeah, a soda no, pop yeah, metaphor. There, there, doesn't need the to be, there doesn't need to be a soda pop metaphor here. The point well, is... Well, we, we want a sugary sweet metaphor. There are so many gamers, streamers, and influencers now because of the announcement of Dragon Age 4 that have been going back and replaying and restreaming Dragon Age, Dragon Age 2, and Dragon Age Inquisition. There's, there's an entire franchise to this. Uh, the original game, Origins, is about 40 hours for the main story, but if you're a completionist, you want to get as much out of it as you can. You're looking at 80 to 100 hours. Wow. Uh, originally, it came out on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. Currently, you can buy it on PlayStation Network, the Xbox Marketplace, and on Steam for $20 for the base game, or $30 uh, gets you the Ultimate Edition, which comes with like 10 pieces of DLC on it. Now we asked over on social media, at CheckpointXP, on Twitter and Facebook, what game are you most excited for after the Gamescom announcement? We also want to know, what would your final boss battle soundtrack be according to the last song you listened to? We'll talk to you about your answers next when Checkpoint XP returns. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Overwatch League is drawing towards its exciting finale this year. In a year marred by COVID-19, the best teams in the world will be making their way to South Korea for the finals. Teams that qualify will need to quarantine for two weeks before being allowed to compete at the beginning of October. The LCS summer split is drawn to a close, and with teams now qualified, we're officially on the road to Worlds. This year's event will be taking place in a bubble in Shanghai, as teams from all over the world will remain in quarantine throughout the month of October. September 4th marks the return of Counter-Strike Global Offensive with ESL Season 12 kicking off. All matches this season will be played online due to ongoing concerns with COVID-19. Valorant's next tournament will be running September 5th and 6th, welcoming teams out of the Oceania region. Qualifiers for the RLCS X Fall Major will be going on throughout the month of September. No word yet on when the Fall Major itself will take place. And that's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Weird Beard, Robbie Landis, and someone who he cannot troll on Twitter, me, James Campbell. You are untrollable. Uh, co- by Robbie, I'm untrollable. Wait, <laughs> yeah, you tried to troll me with the, the whole Lucifer thing over the week. No. Yeah, you're telling, you're trying to make me, you want me to re- wish I was as hunky as the guy who plays Lucifer whoa, on the TV whoa, show. hey, you're saying it, not me. Uh, you, you wrote the tweets. I don't know what he's talking about. If, yeah. if they want to see the troll tweets, what's your account, Robbie? Uh, that is Robbie underscore Landis CP. I don't trust people with underscores in their names. And James, <laughs> what's yours? It's at who the F is JC. Settle this. Go, go see their Twitters and see if James looks like a hunky Lucifer. Now we asked on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook. We wanted to know what game you are most excited for after the Gamescom announcement? So I don't know if we're going to talk about... Are we going to talk about ours first? Uh, you know what? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I kind of talked about what mine were. You know, I picked all the ones uh, uh, at the top of the show there. So was there anything that you two saw specifically that you're really excited about out of Gamescom? Well, I, I mentioned the Jurassic Park one. Like, Of course, the I, one that isn't actually new. You would pick that one. It's like a it's like a roller coaster tycoon sim. Like, sim, I, sim I thought it looked cool, too. I thought it looked like fun. I didn't realize it, it's not like a brand new game. Mm-hmm. You know, the Gamescom doesn't come out and say, hey, this isn't really a brand they new game. They literally said available on Switch. 
Switch, which should lead you to believe it's already available elsewhere. Uh, Outriders looks super cool. It's done by Square Enix. That one did look interesting, yeah. Um, uh, it it kind of seemed like it was a weird take on like a little bit Monster Hunter, yeah. but like also a little bit like mutants because everyone got like different powers and stuff. So that, that, that could be interesting. Uh, didn't show a whole lot, but uh, definitely one to look forward to in the future. I, I mean, if you go to the uh, you go to the Steam page, some of the uh, reviews are like, the sci-fi RPG epic we've been waiting for, what a cross-gen shooter should be aiming to achieve in 2020, and one of the most promising games of 2020. So, I mean, it, it Wait, seems- is this supposed to come out this year? Yeah. I say they barely showed anything. I thought that was more like, you know, 2022. Planned release date, holiday 2020. Interesting. Well, one thing that the Gamescom definitely got me excited for is seeing more of that Star Wars squadrons with the VR. Yo, yes. like, right? Being able to pilot any kind of a Star Wars spacecraft with a VR helmet on, are you gonna I'm go? Are you gonna go like the full like the flight simulator streamers and get like the full cockpit setup and everything? I probably won't get like a full setup, but I will probably try to Photoshop myself into like a <laughs> cockpit <laughs> with the gameplay behind me mm-hmm. when I do get it and stream it. All right, well, let's uh, see what a few people on social media said. Uh, first one I said actually start with status zero. Uh, he actually wanted to know what our take was on the Ford Gamer Cars. So uh, uh, last year, Ford actually got into the esports scene, made their own team, and they've now released a what they're calling a gamer car. It just looks like something out of Tron. Yeah, it like if the tr- yeah. if the light cycle was a car, that's what it looks like. Wanted to know what we, we we thought about it. He said, uh, "I think it's just weird marketing from Ford." And uh, you know, let's be real. Once this is, is made, normal gamers like ourselves will never sit or drive in it. But Ninja or Dr. Disrespect might. Like Ooh, it, looks it, sharp. it looks like something from uh, Rocket all, League. Yeah, they've only designed it in-game, but they said that next year they're going to turn into an actual car. Shut up. My, my only question is, when you say it's a gamer car... Like, have you just made it for what you think gamers want? Were, yeah. were there some actual car designers who are also gamers that made it? Because I'm not really feeling it myself. Well, before I can give an honest answer about this vehicle, I need to know, A, what's the gas mileage? And what's the <laughs> sticker price? High. Both yeah. of them. High. And I probably yeah. will yeah. not be in favor of All it. All right. So what uh, games do people are actually excited for? Donald says, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. This looks insanely good. I actually thought that he was talking about, he was trying to be funny, he was talking about Call of Duty Black Ops, but there's actually a G.I. Joe game that's coming out. Have you guys seen this at all? No. No, I know. I, I thought I saw they're doing like another Army Men, they're doing another Army Man game, but yeah. I didn't know they had a G.I. Joe. They are, uh, there's a new G.I. Joe game that's coming out. Well, yeah. I have to look into mm-hmm. this. Uh, let's see. Jeremy says literally none of them. Nothing? Jeremy, you didn't find sad. anything? Which is sad. He said the highlight of the whole opening show was the WoW cinematic, which even let me uh, uh, down because I expected more from it. I uh, was hoping for a Riot Games level cinematic. And he was talking about uh, there was a little animated sort of short made by Blizzard for the new World of Warcraft mm-hmm. uh, expansion that's it, coming out, which was really good. But it's more, instead of being like just a straight up animation, it's more like uh, kind of like watercolors, and like a slideshow type deal. It's something they've been doing for a lot. It was still good, but... I get you, Jeremy. Well, I hope someone comes out that you get excited for, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. uh, John here says, I know it's only the beginning stages, and it will take another three to five years to come out, but Dragon Age 4 looks amazing already. I'm sold. I can't wait. I actually squeed super loud. Can you squee? Uh, I cannot squee. James, can you squee? I probably could, but I don't think that's appropriate to do on radio. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Good answer. (laughs) Uh, Steve here is also excited about Star Wars Squadrons. You better get ready to squad up, Steve. And then uh, lastly, Kyron says uh, that they might have to get themselves a VR headset now for Medal of Honor. 
Oh, and, yeah, that looked really cool, it, too. I don't know. Maybe. I thought. Like, I, thought. I, I own the original Medal of Honor. You know what I mean? Do you think it's going to be that much more immersive in VR? Really? I, I don't think that anyone is going to dethrone Call of Duty as the go-to military saying. shooter. It just I, it doesn't matter. If, it, if playing the game looks as cool as what it looked like when they are playing it in the trailer... I think it might do very well. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just talking about what games we and you were most excited for from the Gamescom announcement. But now, we also asked on social media, if you're a video game boss, the last song you heard is now your battle music. What song is it? Hey, this is uh, Peter from Houston. I saw you guys uh, do the question about your, your, your boss battle song. And uh, mine would definitely be Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. That's an old one. Because uh, my boss battle oh, would definitely have Peaches somewhere in the in the uh, mechanic. <laughs> really? Wow, that's an interesting thing. So, so what other song would I use? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, guys, thanks for. Uh, I like how he, he turned that around and put the question right back to us. Hey, like, th- th- thanks a lot for calling in, Peter. We appreciate it's it. It's hard to argue with his logic. I mean, if you're gonna have Peaches in your boss battle. It's got to be peaches, right? Yeah, I mean, it works for me. Thank you, uh, thank you, Peter, for that call. If you Remember, if you want to reach us and call in and let us know, uh, chime in on some of these social media questions, you can call us at 833-557-0974. And even if you're not chiming in on the social media question, if you have a gaming-related question that you think the experts here at Checkpoint XP can answer, call that number and leave it for us, and yeah. we'll get back to you. So, James, last song you listened to, what's your boss theme? Oh, man, it's Lizzo Juicy. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of don't mind it. All but right. Well, look, what, what, I, that, I think, what I does think that boss fight look like to, when that's To playing? be fair, knowing what we know about James, I feel like it could work. It probably could it work. It could definitely work. What about you, Weird Beard? Um, I was actually listening to, like, uh, Donkey Kong music. Like, what? So, you are like, such you have, like, do you have, like, video nerd. game like music on, like, I have a playlist a of it. Oh, Absolutely. You can get playlists plays like that on Spotify now, too. That's really? where I was uh, listening. I have been listening to uh, KDA's new single, The Baddest, which is released just for uh, League of Legends World Tournament coming up. It's a, a K-pop type song. Uh, oh. First of all, it totally rocks. Hold on. We're going to play a totally clip rocks. of this. <laughs> what your boss battle Dude, is, is based it's off of fire uh, man. actually i think that would be an epic boss battle yes, sound. That's like song so like it's a, it's a, that's a k-pop band too yeah well what There's it is a lot of english what, what it is kda is actually a band made up of characters from league of legends oh, they, so it's like an in-universe okay. in-game band obviously real artists C- kind of like it. gorillas yeah yes. kind okay. of kind of so every like year gaming version of gorillas every year they come up with a new song for the world championship and they actually announced when they released this single that KDA would be dropping an entire album later this year as well. Oh, I bet you're yeah. excited. So uh, just another few ones here really quick. Uh, Flynn Sandy says the Criminal Minds theme song. Uh, Criminal Minds. I don't know if I know that one all that well. The, it's like just It's not like the dunk dunk. That's uh, SVU. That's uh, yeah, a different, dun, 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 yeah, yeah. different crime. Uh, Anthony says Blank Space by twi- by Taylor Swift. He Dude, said, I'd, that's I'd his be daughter. scared. He said that's his daughter's Scared if I walk in and it's like, all right, last boss time and then you hear Taylor Swift start playing. I know. Like, they're oh, there, there's a few good ones. Bill says the only thing they fear is you by Mick Gordon. That sounds like a pretty good one. Okay. Uh, and then last here we have Christopher, Ghost of the Navigator by Iron Maiden. All right, remember, if you enjoyed those responses, you can always include yours by commenting on our social media, at Checkpoint XP, on Twitter and Facebook. But also, don't forget, we want to talk to you on the phone. So if you want to talk to us, give us a call at one 
888-900-0974. And don't forget, you can even call and ask any question you feel like the experts here at Checkpoint XP should be able to answer. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to us on your radio station. Make sure you head on over to CheckpointXP.com. Check out the Checkpoint XP on campus and get the latest info on what is going on in the world of collegiate esports. Check out the new show with Norris Howard and Jacob Brothers as they talk about collegiate Overwatch and Valorant. New episodes every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to give a big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and Producer Callie for helping put this episode together. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you again on the next level.